0: All right. Welcome in Martin Luther King matinee uh, of the Garden Report and the Celtics. Do it again, Bobby. What's this? Seventh straight? Seven straight. Seven straight wins for the Celtics here, um, taking uh, the second of a back-to-back against Charlotte, sort of a back-to-back with a day off in between, uh, and a nice little rest to uh, get themselves right with the Golden State Warriors coming to town on Thursday. Um, so obviously... Um, You know, a fair amount to talk about in this game. We'll keep it relatively short um, for you guys out there. And I know it's a work day, and I'm sure some of you guys will catch this show coming back from work or later on. Um, But for our part, you know, Bobby, uh, you know, kind of a play-with-their-food sort of game. Felt like they could have put it away at any point in time. Um, There was a bunch of times where it got to 12, 13, 14, and I think they rested, let Charlotte kind of come back into it. I think defense was good early. I think defense was optional for most of the second <laughs> half of the game, if not, you know, parts of the second quarter as well. Um, and then Tatum tatumed, uh, and that was that. And it's, it's fun for him to have those kind of games. It was also interesting, Bobby, I know you tweeted about, um, uh, you know, and we'll start with Tatum. <laughs> you tweeted about, uh, you know, Charlotte's strategy and how they were trying to double him and doubling him early uh, when he would get the ball high instead of waiting until, you know, the point of attack. Um, and it kind of resulted in some really open threes from the Celtics, which again, I think is partially what teams want to do, get it out of his hands, get it into the hands of other people, uh, make them beat you. But uh, White was knocking down his threes early. Uh, Brogdon early, you know, missed a few late. Uh, Al as well was knocking his down. And uh, the Celtics were kind of making him pay with that. And then just Tatum just got stupid um, there in that second half with what he was doing, uh, particularly in the fourth quarter, and, and was just hitting contested shots in people's faces, and that was it.
2: Yeah, and that's the virtue of continuing to shoot in those spots. Uh, that's why they want those guys shooting as aggressively as they do, is is to space the floor. and Smart reined it in a bit in this game. Uh, you saw a bump in minutes from some certain guys to fill in for those Jalen Brown minutes. Maybe a, a tick lower for Smart than usual in this one. Um, but it was nice to see some guard combinations out there, some second units, some Grant minutes. Even though Grant didn't have the best shooting night overall, he hit a couple of threes for them. Passed well out of the corners. They just gave Tatum outlets all game to pass out of those doubles, particularly rollers who could kick to the corners or finish inside. It was just a great passing performance. I think like 19 of their first 21. 20, of, 20, of, 20
0: of 23 in the first half.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was great. You had, you had good energy in that first half, even while the Hornets were hitting a ton of threes.
0: It was, and it, was it, it was a lot of energy. Actually, you loved the bounce the way they were playing. Um, uh, there was a lot of, there was, there was a lot of energy, uh, coming out. Uh, and then again, they got away from it a little because I think they were like, we got this, um, and, you know, it did get closer than you wanted it to get, but they absolutely, uh, the way they were moving the ball, uh, they went, you know, Tatum, uh, especially uh, getting rid of the ball, relocating, not just kind of dribbling into bodies and dribbling into pressure um, and getting the shots that they wanted. You could see, that, I mean, the Celtics were getting nothing but open shots in that first half, uh, pretty much anything they wanted whenever they wanted to get it. And, um, you know, Charlotte was, a lot of them were contested, just some were going in. It's the only reason this wasn't like a 25-point game early.
2: Yeah, and they did a good job getting to the paint, too. Uh, they had a pretty significant uh, paint advantage in this one, looking back on it, especially early. Uh, so the offense functioned at a high level, and you see how good they can look when they do work for shots like they're able to. Uh, and it's a little bit of experimenting lineups in between. They're trying to do some Luke Al stuff. Uh, they had a second unit with Pritchard out there in the second half that didn't play as well. When the starters, when the main guys were out there, they they dominated this game with offense. and defense early good as well with those second units out there. I love the runouts that they got, that ridiculous Rob pass to Tatum for the fouls. You had Tatum going to Rob on a play early and then just great shooting across the board as well in this one.
0: Tatum had a couple silly passes. Obviously, the lob to Rob where he just kind of flipped it with his left hand. Best pass of the night was that top of the key, uh, above the three-point arc, uh, underhand whipped a white down low and he missed the bunny, which was too bad, but he just threaded that one in there. Um, That was a high-level, you know, kind of like flashy point guard sort of pass, not something you expect from Tatum. Uh, And so he was... He was feeling it. it you almost need these games for Tatum which is like it's like every once in a while you need to like scrimmage the JV just to kind of <laughs> like work work some stuff out he was just kind of going through so if you could tell I'm not gonna say he wasn't taking it seriously but I think he knew he could do what he wanted to do here and was almost just kind of like how many different ways can I score in this game and that's kind of the that's the feel this one took on he was you know driving left driving right um, you, know, you, th- you know throwing lobs doing pull-ups passing relocating going around screens very very active it looked like he was like let me just see what i can do here because there's nobody obviously there's nobody individually on charlotte that's going to be able to stay in front of him but as a team it's just not the type of defensive team with zero interior pressure that he has to worry about which means i can just get it going to the basket if i want and that's going to be fine and he did and he you know he just had a field day and then he just started he started hitting everything late all of the pull-ups and all of that stuff late so that was that was the capper
2: it was great showmanship from him, especially at the end there, and you get the crowd going crazy. The way they've taken over visiting arenas this year or opposing arenas has been that's embarrassing. Super impressive, super fun. Yeah, it it's like a party in every visit, every opposing arena that, that this team goes to. You get the MVP chance, Brooklyn. Even uh, you hear well, yes. Yeah. When when you go there, it's like that loud roar every time the Celtics score. It's the
0: non-serious the fan bases, like Brooklyn fans are fake fans. You know, you know, you've got the. Same you probably thing have the it.
2: Grant entourage in there tonight.
0: Atlanta, know. Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, these are. I mean, you have these cities like Charlotte and Atlanta that they're not huge fans uh, of the pro teams, and these cities are very much kind of a lot of out-of-towners anyway. It's not surprising you're going to stuff a bunch of Boston people into these into these Charlotte type of games. Um, Because uh, they're just friggin', you know, the Celtics definitely travel well. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of Boston transplants.
2: Yeah, it, it was, it was fun. And this is the kind of fun you want in a game like this. They made it entertaining. They played around a little bit. We've been frustrated with that numerous times this year, but today it actually was enjoyable. <laughs> this is a really fun watch. Uh, I, I loved a lot of stuff Tatum did here. Besides a few of those turnovers at the point of attack, I think in the second quarter, he was nearly perfect. All the different things he said and the high volume three point shooting, the free throws. I mean, he gets eight, 10 free throws a game. showing. That's up the difference.
0: If you look at if you look at Tatum's stats across the board, the thing that's always gonna that's gonna jump this year above all else, there's two things that jump: the, the ability to finish at the rim and the amount of times he gets to the free throw line. Those are the numbers where things have gone markedly up. Um, you know, I think it's two more free throws a game over last year, where he where he attempted a career high. He's almost at ten free throw attempts per game, and the finishing in and around the rim has been outstanding. Those are the two areas where it jumps hugely for him and those are the areas he's made big improvements which is why he should just do that like that's that should always be option a you don't like those games where he's setting people up you got a little smirk bobby what do you got there (laughs) i'm
2: just i am setting up a good line but you continue no 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 i like (laughs) it in my head Well, I was um, going to say, you, you were talking in the middle of this game. Tatum should never put, take pull-up threes. I You know, his numbers are terrible. You wouldn't have gotten the 50 and the, the... – great moment at the end there without those pull-up threes <laughs>
0: some are look some are gonna go in some are superstar heat checks you know in games that you know you have under control obviously he's not gonna make zero percent of them the numbers this year are startling as i said is 31 on pull-ups this year is the worst shooting percentage by the top 50 uh you know in terms of uh, in terms of those shots attempted per game that's Bad. His effective field goal percentage, also the worst among all those 27% on pull up threes. They're just not going in with enough regularity for him to threaten it. He doesn't need to. He's just much better when he attacks quick. When you know what I love tonight, catching the ball in the low block or the post and going to work there quickly going before the double had a chance before any other pressure had to come over and quickly making your move towards the basket or just turn around and shoot from those spots. It's so much better than getting the ball top of the key and doing the rock the baby, you know, set up for the pull-up. That shouldn't be his game.
2: Do you like the step back?
0: (laughs) No, the other stuff he's so much better at. I think that stuff is like residual in his head that that's what he was leaning on early. He can score in so many different ways and be so much more effective. That's like, I would just put that stuff in the the past. That's late in the shot clock uh, stuff where you get it in your star's hands and just let him come up with whatever he can come up with. That's when you need those. But that shouldn't be option A for him anymore because he can score in a million different ways. And like I said, getting to the basket, getting to his spots, passing and relocating and getting it in a better position uh, or just immediately pulling up and shooting is so much better than the weight, dribble, dribble, dribble stuff, which just isn't it's not effective for him this year.
2: Yeah, and I think we've been trying to figure out the shooting numbers for, from three for Brown and Tatum all year. I don't know what's going on there. They're not great. I'd have to assume it's about pressure and pull-up versus catch-and-shoot and the quality looks that they're getting. Uh, but Brown's actually done a decent job pull-up shooting. You're right. Tatum, Tatum's way off this year with that, and I can't tell why because I don't think he's struggled in the past with that. In fact, that's been a deadly shot for him since he— got on the map uh, that that 2020 stretch there in february against the clippers and the rest of those teams just a deadly three-point shooting and that's always been something he's been able to lean on this year it's better mid-range better basket finishing and it's free throws that are that are driving his offensive success him and brown really haven't had that three-point shot there from until tonight uh, or this afternoon rather with with seven to twelve three-point shooting so he answered. He answered your your mid game call. Today. Derek White too, who who you wanted to stop shooting threes had a solid game. Three of seven. I don't outside. want him to
0: stop, but I do. Like I said, is I do think other teams look. It's not a matter of stop. It's that other teams want that shot from you,
2: and that did work in the second half. To be and fair.
0: it worked in the second half. And it, like I said, is you go back to Golden State game one. As uh, as a as a great example, the Celtics went lights out. Derrick White lost his mind shooting a bunch of threes. A lot of those were contested. They were really, really, really difficult shots. And Draymond said what he said after the game, like, remember the one over
2: Curry? <laughs> yeah,
0: Draymond said after the game, he's like, "Well, look at who's making the shots." And Celtics fans became all aggrieved um, and made a huge deal about it. And uh, and they were right. Yep. Like that's right. not sustainable. That's what that's what Golden State wanted uh, them to Already setting the
2: table for Thursday.
0: Well, I mean that they, 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 you know, and again, I know you tweeted about it. There are teams who can do what they do with Tatum and make things really hard on them. There are teams that can't. Obviously, Golden State has figured out how to really fluster and frustrate him with their ball pressure and what they're doing there because not, they pressure him, and then there's people waiting for him in the lane when he gets there. Uh, and he's had a really, really, really tough time, obviously, uh, against them in the last few games dating back to the final. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes there because you've also you're probably not going to have the benefit of Jalen Brown to take some of the pressure off of it. So that's going to be a really interesting game. I think Tatum has to can't fall into that trap and just try to you know do it by himself. But they are going to throw a lot of bodies at him, and they are going to try really hard to get the ball out of his hands or to get him to force tough shots or force it to those other kind of non-shooters. But White, the last two games, has been knocking down those shots. And as we said, Celtics knocked down a lot of those corner threes in the first half, and that was part of the reason that they were succeeding when when Charlotte did put a lot of attention on Tatum.
2: Yeah, it's such a big game on Thursday, and you like having that Brooklyn game as a precursor to it. I thought coming out of that game that they guarded him pretty similar to how the Warriors would. And They made great reads out of it. And what you basically saw was them counteracting that Brooklyn defense with Claxton in there with Simmons at the point of attack. The way you're going to want it, that Warriors defense, because we're all looking back on that game in December and how bad it looked how frustrated the Celtics got out of that and how it kind of sent them on a tailspin after that game for whatever reason. I don't know if it was because the Warriors put a good playbook out there for how the team should guard them. The Clippers certainly took advantage of it after uh, a number of teams after that Orlando stack in the box. You've seen teams this year have success against the Celtics when they take the paint area away and the, the Hornets are probably as poorly suited as anybody to do that that's probably why you saw the doubling on the perimeter that you did in this game there's just no rim protectors on that roster bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season everything from nfl and bowl season to esports and world cup you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online bet online features live betting free contests live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable we're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. So I, I, I love that this game's here. I, I love the possibility that they might have to do it without Brown Uh, that you're going to have to see Tatum figure some things out here. Because, yeah, they're going to say it's one out of 82. You're going to say the Warriors, (laughs) it's an uphill climb if they're going to make the finals again. So who even knows how impactful this matchup will be for them. But I think there's some value to figuring out this one thing that's sort of holding you back still in terms of settling Offensive inconsistency, ball movement, the different things you need to be successful against the great defenses in this league. Because when they've seen great defenses, John, like the elite of the elite, I wouldn't say they've 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 gotten killed, but they no, have look, they've had everyone's
0: everyone struggles against elite defenses. I mean, or everyone, you know, that's just how it goes. You're going to it's going to be a slog, you know? I mean, for Golden State, it wasn't easy to score on the Celtics, you know? Um, it's just their offense was able to do more than the Celtics offense was able to do. But you're talking about two defenses playing at an elite level last year. And Golden State, I think people forget, was the number one defense before injuries kind of took over there, and Draymond missed a bunch of games. And then when he came back, they were neck and neck with the Celtics just in terms of their defensive numbers. Two elite defensive teams, and Golden State was able to, execute a little bit better on offense that was the difference in that series but it's hard for everybody um but you can't you know you can't keep repeating the same uh mistakes so it'll be super interesting to see there um what goes on um before we get you know full on into that we will get into golden state a little bit more for sure um and we're definitely going to talk about um you know, some more stuff from this game. Uh, we do want to tell you uh, about a couple of our sponsors. We will start with Hello fresh, um which uh, Bobby, you are you out of your first uh, package? Are you gonna reorder?
2: Yeah, I'm about to reorder. I, I blew through the first one. It didn't even take a week. <laughs> yeah
0: so. Uh, again, for those who don't know, we are partnered with HelloFresh here in the garden report to start the season. Um, we, you know, we ask if you're interested in this kind of thing, please check it out. Please go to this uh, website here, hellofreshcom slash garden 21 to capitalize on this terrific deal of 21 free meals and free shipping. And obviously <coughs> that's how they know we sent you. Um, so if you are going to check it out, check it out. Um, and, and please do that. And again, uh, there's always a free prize involved when we do this as well, but, um, Just for those who don't know a lot about it, again, uh, it's a it's a meal service, you know, like like many others. But I mean, it's terrific in the sense that you can really customize exactly what it is you're looking for uh, and really get types of foods and the types of meals that would be a real pain in the butt to make on your own because you have to go out. The biggest biggest bother for I, I cook a bit, Bobby, and I'm still To make one dish, I got to go buy a whole bunch of cilantro or a whole bunch of parsley, and I only need a little of it. And the chance you're going to use it again before it goes bad is small. You get just what you need in all of this, pre-portioned, packaged, measured out. And all you have to do is follow a simple instruction card and get whatever you need here. Uh, You can customize it, get – you know, Bobby's basically a pescatarian here, so he always gets the fish. <laughs> but you can get veggie. You can I love get the stuff mo-
2: meatloaf too, though. There's a, I'll yeah. try a different box next time.
0: Meat, keto friendly, family friendly, whatever you want. You can really customize it, tell them the types of things you eat, the types of things you don't eat. And they will set you up with some really delicious stuff. And again, the deal's amazing: twenty-one free meals and free shipping um, if you use that code "Garden21" when you go to HelloFresh.com/Garden. And of course, anybody who uh, subscribes, uh, you know, or supports any of our sponsors will get a uh, a uh,
2: phenomenal
0: t-shirt. Phenomenal t-shirt, which is great. So please check that out um, if you're interested. Uh, as far as this game goes, Bobby, I do think um, you know. Uh, Derek White, again, you're going to count on these guards a lot. Brogdon, obviously, who had 30 last game, had a fire first half, a little bit more quiet, missed some of his open shots in the second half. Um, And then uh, Brogdon was, I mean, uh, and White had an outstanding game here. That's what you're going to need to carry you a little bit during this Brown absence.
2: Yeah, I thought his offensive rebound when it got down to five, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was 107-101. He got a big offensive rebound after a couple missed uh, shots from the perimeter. Put it right back in. I love how flexible he is. This guy, he had a great screen in the first half. He can shoot. He doesn't have the best three-point shot, but there'll be games like this where he can give you a three of seven. He'll get to the free throw line, eight assists, low turnovers, smart decisions. Like, I mean, I, I love his game. We've talked about the shot blocking too, which was on display last week. He brings it all, and he's such a great glue guy for this team. They were looking for that last year. It didn't hit exactly the way I think they pictured it and how I imagined it going into the playoffs. And it felt like he just sort of leaned and and labored over the shooting struggles that were hitting him. And we'd ask Ime again and again, like, all right, what's going on here? And he'd be like, oh, he brings a million different other things. Now you're actually seeing that in effect here with some good shooting. In a game like this, uh, he's aggressive, he's locked in. It's not always consistent with him. I think there are games where he'll sort of float and he'll grow uninvolved. You see the frustrated look on his face. But in a game like this, you're never going to lose when Derek White plays like this. I saw someone say on Twitter, like, he's sort of the barometer for the offense. Uh, he, he, he is, because if he's locked in and playmaking, and certainly you factor in the defense when he's out there, too. They're unstoppable. Remember, when he was shooting 45% to start this year, that's what made them that historically great. Yes, and Horford.
0: But Horford hasn't come back down. That's what's amazing. Um, Horford hasn't come down. Horford and Brogdon are like four and five in the the NBA in percentage. Um, They've stayed there. White came back down to earth. Smart came back down to earth. And Tatum and Brown have been subpar kind of throughout in terms of their shooting. Grant, a little back down to earth. Um, but not, you know, not as much as, uh, not as pronounced as white was, but you're right. Everybody was hitting them. So that meant when you forced the ball out of Tatum's or Brown's hands to open shooters and they were moving the ball the way that they were. I mean, if the entire lineup is hitting the, is hitting at a four and Hauser, obviously Hauser's another one that bottomed out. Um, that's where they lost it. Right. Those guys drop in efficiency is a little bit of kind of where they hit that bump offensively in those numbers, which we knew were unsustainable really cratered because everybody tanked
2: at once there. Um, and, and-, and he's back to 43% <laughs> during this win streak from three yeah. on four attempts yeah. a game, uh, 47% from the field, four assists as a secondary yeah. playmaker pretty good and just much, much German- better lately.
0: But he had a, he had a, he had a 29 point, he had a 25%, you know, December or something. So obviously I mean, like I said, that like you said, that crashed them. Um, and that that was the reason why the offense tanked a little. They got used to it, and it wasn't going the same way.
2: He's a top plus minus guy, too, in terms of, like, offensive, defensive rating. Uh, there can be some noise there. I know he's starting, so that probably factors into it. He's not shuffling into those second units like other guys are. But still impressive, I, I feel like. They're outscoring teams by about 12 points for 100 with him out there this year. So, great fit. I still love the move. Uh I think he's going to be a huge part of these lineups uh, for a continued stretch here. The only question is what you do with him now once they're healthy, because it looks like Rob and Horford are going to be the starters now going forward. So that, that the, this and they
0: closed. Them. They closed too. I was actually kind of wondering how they were going to go there right at the end. Um, and Rob did come back in, and you had the option at that point. They were playing three guards with Al as a big and Tatum uh, as a single big. And I don't think Joe liked it. I think he wanted the defensive pressure and the the rebounding. Um, And so um, he brought Rob back in and he sat Brogdon, uh, which I'm not going to argue because Smart made a couple of big plays down the stretch, but it is interesting that it does feel clearly, clearly that White and Smart are above Brogdon in the pecking order. And I don't know what it would take to change that
2: it's a minutes thing i don't i don't think they want to crush brogdon I, that, I, that's all it really goes back to and if you can get by without some of its minutes they're going to try <laughs> i'm to,
0: just saying in the closing i think it's always a choice there and yeah. in a lot of cases that's that's the one that they go well, some with some of
2: its defense right because brogdon's been bad defensively he this has year. been
0: not great i mean yeah. white and and also compared to you can argue white's been better than smart this year defensively at least some of the metrics will tell you that yeah especially um, in
2: you, isolation
0: yeah in isolation he's uh, he's been playing i saw the isolation numbers the other day i think he was fourth in the league overall um yeah. so he's been and a point of attack numbers too white's been ridiculous and the shoot opponent's shooting percentage against is unreal. So he's forcing people all the time into difficult shots, which is funny because you see teams hunt him on switches and I always ask you Bobby like what's going on there? Like why are teams switching onto White? Is there a belief that he's there? Is it a height thing? Uh a physicality thing because S- Smart's a little bit bigger and stronger and that they think they can get to their spot and shoot over the top of him. Sure. I can see why someone like Luca might, you know, cause he's got, he's got a little bit of height advantage. He likes to operate in the post and you see some people doing it, but the numbers are staggering in terms of how, how he affects people uh, there. And then smarts, you know, reigning defensive player of the year. So you're right. Even if Brogdon's playing league average defense for the position, it's still a drop off over those guys. And clearly at the end, Joe was off Joe was favoring defense over offense with that lineup because he goes double big and brings in, um, brings in, uh,
2: white. Yeah. And I'm thrilled with it. I didn't think Joe would like the double big combinations and it looks like he loves them. If he's searching for some Luke Alman minutes out there, uh, he, he, the numbers are in front of him. We know Joe's a numbers guy. He's got everyone in the back of his head. And what's surprising too, he mentioned this number last week when I asked about the lineup is, they have like a 1.3 expected points for possession with that lineup out there, uh, something like that. And that's ridiculous. That's a high, high number, you know, average is like one, maybe a little lower and you, you, you're getting 1.3 points for possession with your bigs out there. He loves the space and that they're able to produce even without is without the amount of shooters that you'd have in that second unit. Uh, it's just interesting how it's going to stack up rotation wise once Brown gets back. Cause They've loved White with the starters, and they've used him a ton there. And Now he's going to have to reimagine his role to some degree on that bench unit there. I wouldn't mind him having more ball time in the second unit if you're able to get eight assists from him. All the better. Brogdon's uh, so, an off-ball guy. He can, he can hit shots off the ball. So I think that might even benefit them.
0: The, and this is where it's going to get really super interesting around the trade deadline because the reality is uh, you have an embarrassment of riches at that position, and you have one school of thought that says – just run it with the guys that you have and uh, be happy that you have them. Or really, if you if the Celtics are going to improve, improve in an area that they're weak in now, the only thing that you can do is look to trade one of these guys. And so selling high on somebody is not a bad thing. Everyone th- thinks anytime you mention somebody in trade discussions, the idea is that you don't like them or you don't want them anymore. No, that's not the point. Everybody has a price. Right. And if you can get if you can package something with a draft pick or something, something that's going to get you an upgrade in talent, you're going to look to do it. That's the only place I think that the Celtics have any chance of really making a splashy move is if they look to trade a core player grants another person that's also a possibility because, you know, it, it. appears increasingly likely that they're not going to be able to keep him around. Um, but again, those discussions, I think we'll have more as we kind of get closer to February there, but I don't know. I mean, I, everyone's like, give me a name. I don't have a name, but I do know
2: that
0: if you had a it. chance to level up, the only way I think you do it is by trading one of the guards and, and, and other P and another piece, you know, to, to do that.
2: I, I think it's the picks. The picks is going to be the tricky thing because of course they're a, phenomenal team so those those are late round picks compared to coming into this year I mean it's still amazing to think we came into this year saying I guess at the I guess at the time that they made the Brogdon trade, you still thought that this team was going to be mm-hmm. incredible this year. But then when the Rob thing happened and the E-May thing happened, you were like, "Oh, I don't know where this is going."
0: I know, but I mean, when you made the white pick, you were like, "That was that pick was like 15 or 16." You know what that I mean? It risky. ended up being yeah. 31. That was risky. So, so obviously, willing, Brad's willing, willing to do it. Yeah, they're
2: willing to do it. Yeah, because there was so,
0: no guarantee there was a turnaround there, and even if there was, they didn't know if that that was going to get them any higher than a you know six sheet, honestly. So where they got to was incredible.
2: Well, I like how they've done it. We've had this pick discussion basically since the show started, and you've seen teams like Atlanta, Minnesota, Clippers, numerous <laughs> ones trade all of their picks for the Stars. The Celtics have done one at a time, essentially. And then they had the timing with the Kemba one where they could still trade the white one in season as they did. They've done it well. They've managed it well. Obviously, I would have stacked a ton together and just throwing them out the window knowing how I am. But I like how they've done it here because they still have other ones into the future that they can use this year, this offseason, based on if they need them. And I think with where they are, they will be aggressive with those. I I can't see you moving a white. He's been too good. I, I can't see you moving a grant even with the uncertainty this offseason. Because of how important he is to your rotation now, and even if this is just call it a rental year with Grant he walks at the end of the year, you might get a championship out of it, which will be worth it, even if you don't recoup anything for him in the end. So I'm opposed to moving guys in the rotation. Sharon and I had the conversation about Pritchard, Gallinari, and stacking lower guys on the roster. You can get to about $16 million in matching money with, with Jackson, Cornette, uh, Pritchard, and Gallinari there. So that can get you a wide range of guys, and then you just <laughs> fill the back end of the roster with whoever at that point. I, I, I don't suspect that they're going to be looking aggressively for moves heading into the deadline i think they really like this roster but there's possibilities there and you do have to think about winning i think when you have that's the number one considering
0: considering hauser clearly um is not the guy
2: Um, it's a fine line though because what's the what's the trade-off between having pritchard as a emergency point guard, if one of your guards go down or having a wing who you probably won't use. I if, mean, you're, he's Brown not your well. emergency
0: point guard. He's your emergency emergency point guard. You have to break two panes of glass to yeah. two layers of glass to get to Pritchard. You've got three guards right now. And, you know, you do have some wing flexibility with Brogdon kind of stepping in, in the Jalen role, you know, theoretically, um, so it is either just run it with this lineup and make the small tweaks, or if you're going to get splashy, as I said, I'm not advocating doing it. I'm saying that's the only that's their path. To you also something. have
2: your TPE until Thursday, the big one. Uh, Look, I love, I love how Jalen McDaniel, This is not a guy I thought about, but yeah, tonight, I know you mentioned this it afternoon, yeah. Jalen McDaniel. This looked like a guy who'd fit right in on this roster. Uh, Free agent this summer, one point nine million. I'd keep an eye out for those guys because you have an open roster spot, right? Uh, you just absorb that money right into your tpe so you don't have to even trade anybody and then maybe you give up a first round pick going back for them They say i don't know if mcdaniel's is worth a first round
0: pick no 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 no. that's no, no, the no.
2: most that's the most likely way i think they end up adding somebody is just absorbing someone right into that roster spot we've talked about javante green who's obviously hurt now uh we've, we've talked about a bunch of people on small salaries that could just go right into that spot the only problem is is the tax multiplier is pretty significant <laughs> for a two million dollar guy at this point
0: totally. Uh we're going to keep going a little bit. We want to tell you guys also about another one of our sponsors, Athletic Greens, uh which you should know about right now. They've been with us for several months and will continue to be so. Thanks thanks to you guys honestly who have uh really uh been huge in supporting them. Uh but for those again looking to kind of kind of take control of your health here as the new year starts up and we're talking about all sorts of things like boosting your immune system, your recovery time, your focus, energy, mental clarity, gut health, all of these things. That's what AG1 does by basically combining all of those individual supplements you're probably chasing around on a, on a daily basis, having you know 12 bottles in your medicine cabinet and taking a bunch of different pills and supplements. Uh, instead, it's just all in one, um, 75 minerals, vitamins, a scoop of water, uh, just bang, you're done, scoop of it, cup of water. Done for the day. Uh, It is, uh, you know, fits into any sort of diet. Doesn't matter what you're doing right now. There's virtually no sugar in it at all. Uh, Take it in the morning. It's extremely low calorie. And that's all you need for the rest of the day, honestly. Uh, It is endorsed by, you know, celebrities, athletes, healthcare professionals, thousands of uh, five star reviews. So, again, time to unlock your health. Uh, and take charge right now, athleticgreens.com slash garden. If you go there right now, once again, athleticgreens.com slash garden, free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs for your first purchase. And as always, you get a phenomenal t-shirt. If you notify us of the sale, we have a form that is in the show's description. You can fill out, put in a copy of your receipt, <clears throat> your address, your shirt size, your full name and we will send you a phenomenal t-shirt bobby i wanted to talk about mr 20 million um uh grant williams uh you know yeah not a great Grant game. There's been a, a few not great Grant games, but again, he filled it up in different ways here with the assists and the rebounds. Yeah,
2: first half, he did some work outside of the scoring, and then second half, <coughs> waned a little bit. I, I didn't love the defense of that second unit in the second half. I thought they gave up quite a bit of that margin when it was at 16, got back to eight. Uh, he's having a tough time getting those shots off in the corners, and he? he has to pretty much help fake and drive every time on those now at this point and he can get those shots off in the lane there he's been working on that a ton I I just uh sent that by the way okay yeah,
0: yeah sure might join us sorry but, um, I'm just seeing this now
2: but I'm playing yeah. a road game Bobby I'm not on my computer so I don't have anything lo- loaded up here yeah so Sherrod will be joining us in a minute all right cool. I, I I think I think Grant Worked around uh, some some struggles in this game shooting wise, and I love that he's able to do that now. He he can be active defensively as he is, and his passing game reached a new level, which is why I think teams look at this guy and they're gonna say, "All right, there's some there's some upside here. You can you can morph this guy's game with more with more uh, ball time and
0: a bigger get goal into something yeah. better." can you? I mean, again, let's be serious. Uh, I mean, compare is... this to last year at this time.
3: He's, he's a much fine.
0: Better player. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Um everybody likes Grant. I don't know if everyone likes Grant at 20 million. It's the only conversation people have and every time he does what he does, I mean, he is without question the eighth best player on the Celtics, right? He's uh, in in a in your 5 to 8 man rotation, he's number 8. I he's a starter maybe on some teams, but I don't know if necessarily contending teams. Um and uh this is what he is. The thing with Grant is there's too many on-off games, right? There's games where you're like, Wow, he did nothing today with his minutes, and then there's games where he does a lot with his minutes. Um, well, you're gonna is pay money for him now or his role. I don't know. I think his role's pretty consistent. I think he gets plenty of run with the starters. I think he gets yeah, you know, I think he's in there in the same thing. It's not like they're jerking him around, he's getting his opportunities, he's in there every single night. He's playing a career high in minutes. This is just what you get. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it's a tough call, and I might be as we talked about last night, four or five million dollars off, like I was with with Tice there. But I think there will be a, a, let's say fourteen, fifteen million dollar offer there at the very least for him. I just think there's money out there. I think he's young. I think defensively and three pointers—that's what everybody's looking for. Plus, you add in. All the extra stuff you saw tonight, offensive rebound, he's doing a better job with that. Shot blocking, making himself active defensively and being able to move with a bunch of different yeah, positions. But I mean, it's so
0: valuable. I mean, Bobby, he's, I mean, we're talking the last two years. Not everybody because-
2: has Rob and Al, John.
0: No, no, no. I know. But I mean, again, it's it's an undersized, big, a three and D guy who can't really necessarily deflock. He's not going to lock up athletic wings. He's a guy you can plug and play in a lot of places when you have a lot of other stuff going for it. But if you went out there and started Grant at your four or your three every single night, the expectations would be a lot higher for him to be able to deliver on a nightly basis. So, again, um, you know, I'm not you know, I, I like I love Grant uh, in terms of like what he does for the team. But I just don't know. I I don't know what his value is outside of the market. I, my prediction is not that they move on for him. My prediction is that the money is actually, isn't there. And he does resign for something, um, the, that he does resign for something. Uh, I
2: think we're right on that line right now, right? I I
0: think he comes back. I think he realizes the best place for me is here. And, Um, you know, I don't believe that it's going to be a blow you away offer. If twenty million comes calling somewhere else, obviously he takes that. But if he is he going to go somewhere else and languish and have people be mad that he was the big splashy move that some team made (laughs) for sixteen million versus coming here for fourteen? I don't think so. I think he stays in Boston. Honestly,
2: he does seem to love it here, and I think he's built a role that. I don't know. Will the guys on the roster vote for him this offseason? Is this, is this a guy that Tatum's going to go to the front office and be like, just do what it takes. We we need this guy. I think that's a factor there, too. You know, like I wonder how endeared he is with the teammates at this point. We know that they obviously give him a bunch of crap, but it does seem like Tatum really likes him, and he's a valuable outlet for Tatum so, as well. So that market number is going to be super important because you have to pay Brown. You have to pay Brown so here. This like, comment is kind of the... Million.
0: This comment is kind of the point I'm making. He's the Celtics' eighth-best player because it's a really good team. Some other team is going to sign. So are the Celtics going to pay $20 million to their eighth-best player? Or which is a lot of money, or is some other team going to do it and, and and want Grant to be their third or fourth best player, and then realize that's not what he is. He's not. He's a good rotational player. I and I think, like I said, a fringe starter or somebody who can come in off the bench and make contributions. Grants that I love having a Grant Williams type guy. A team goes out there, throws a ton of money at him. I think they're. I think. The fan base is going to be
2: disappointed. You could, you could, you could sign worse guys though. If you're Detroit, if you're in Orlando, um, and you have that cap to spend, or you're sure. just kicking it on to next. year. Use it or year, lose but, it,
0: right? Or just yeah. kick it, kick it forward. But that kind of becomes the thing: is what do you want to do? That's the whole thing. Do you want to spend that money there, or do you want to kick it forward and wait for a better, uh, you know, better opportunity? I never know.
2: I think, I think he's right on that line. I, I, he He is. seems to be that guy that a, a, a Charlotte, even him being from Charlotte, could say. This is this is gonna be our staple culture guy, and you I don't know, think he's gonna, going anywhere. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. sign him as. It, it depends, John, right? Because you talk thirteen, fourteen. Is that you know? Does he take a million or two less to stay with the Celtics? I could see it, but if it shoots toward twenty, and a lot of it's gonna be his late season performance, right, and his playoff performance again. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna I think. Have a higher number. I think we're always surprised by the free agents' numbers at this point. Plus, you have a cap spike coming potentially in the next couple of years here. So, I don't know. Again, I know I came in hot in the summer and said twenty. I've come down, and at this point, I'd be surprised if he got that. But I still yeah. think there's going to be.
0: I'm surprised if he gets it from anywhere. Points. And I think I think the biggest number. I think the biggest offer sheet could come in at around seventeen. So we'll see. Well, we know the
2: Celtics um, have a line, right? They probably would have loved to have gotten this done, and they did, theirs they, was
0: twelve five, right?
2: The report was twelve reported. thirteen, right? And then he was up at like eighteen twenty. So they were they were far apart. It seemed like, but I you know I heard that there was a lot of optimism at the end that they were going to get it done, and they're actually kind of surprised that uh, it didn't end up getting done there. So we'll see. It's it's a very challenging one because, like I said, you got to sign Brown, and that's just an enormous tax bombshell. You're going to have Tatum so, coming on again at three hundred million in the so- next couple of years.
0: This conversation is similar to many that we've had and will continue to have. And I don't want to say, like, bad game, Grant's not worth it, good game, he's worth it, because it's a ridiculous cycle to kind of keep, you know, keep doing it, you know, just wait for the bad game to trash him and wait for the good game to say he's worth it. My question is, is there anything about his game that's changed? Because, I mean, changed for you, where uh, he's been a little bit less effective this month. Obviously, the three-point percentage is down. But I do wonder whether some of the stuff that he did early in the season that we – that we like, uh, tabbed as a, uh, as an improvement, like, uh, up faking, you know, relocating step, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, hitting those above the break threes where he'd you know, be able to get guys attacking closeouts, things like that. He, uh, going to the basket a little bit more work, getting some floaters to go down. Um, some of that stuff was working early in the season. And it looked like an evolution to Grant's game. That stuff's not working as well as it was now. Um, and, you know, you do wonder, is he best just kind of camping out in that corner and waiting for things to develop? Or do you like the Grant that is trying to beat you and and score in more ways? Obviously, he had that embarrassing three the other night where he tries to pull a Tatum in the step back and airballed it by like 11 feet. Like there are limitations to his game. You want to see him expand on that. But his best role might just be kind of wait for it, sit in that corner and just bang those things down because he's freaking deadly from there.
2: Yeah, and he goes two or four from three in this one and one of eight inside the arc. It's crazy looking at his chart chart. Once he got driven out of the corner, which he does, you see it in this game, and often the teams take him right out of there. He does left up bacon going in the lane. You watch that on film and you're an opposing team, you're going to say, let's just get him on the roll, even if he's able to make a good pass out of there, and he did in this game. You feel much better about that than giving up the open three because you're just so good out there at this point.
0: And that's and how maybe, you're going to do. I think teams are going to make guys like and teams will keep doing that to the Celtics. You'll keep doing that. You'll keep trying to make Grant beat you doing things like that. You're going to attack that corner. Uh, you're not going to let him get in his comfort zone. Uh, you'll you'll do it to White
2: as That's well. That's what the Warriors know? did. To go back to that again, they switched yep. everything out there. So you, you were always going to have a guy in front of them. You didn't have guys getting lost in the corner there of some of those off-ball actions to try to free him up. And that can negate him fairly easily. I think at this point with Horford, too, that happens to him. A it's lot. tougher with ball handlers like Brogdon and White because they can get downhill and make stuff happen there better than some of these <laughs> big guys can. Uh, so... I, I am intrigued by how much he plays against the Golden State or even a Brooklyn. Do you, what do you end up doing in that Brooklyn game? Because like I said, they ended up playing a similar style uh, to the one you'll see from the Warriors on Friday. He goes four of eight in that game. Oh, the Brooklyn was great,
0: game great. was a little quiet, but yeah, he didn't, uh, you know, he was fine.
2: There's a there's a defensive formula to take the three point away from him, and he can do it fairly easily if you have the right switching personnel out there. And this is why we've seen him experiment so much in games like tonight is to try to figure out ways to stay on the court in games like those. He was de- he was despondent after the finals. Like he he he, he admitted it, he got made unplayable. Yeah, until he
0: got until he got to Draymond's wedding and then everything was fine.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> He, he There's a reason he's doing what he's doing now. I think you'll deal with what a game like this brings because of the fact that you want him to be able to be involved in a postseason series. He's what do you call him? Your eighth best player. Yeah. I guess it kind of depends on how good Al is. Cause Al can reach a you know, top five level on this team. Al's so at, valuable. At yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. It, I don't want to say he's expendable, but it will reach a price where I think they walk away. He's just not expendable, but every
0: all of the seven other guys make money. Rob is the cheapest one, obviously, at only like 12 or 13 per because of that sweetheart extension that they signed him to. Um, but you're looking at 17, 18, 19, 20, you know, between Brogdon Smart and White, um, and then Al. A manageable number to kind of break up what he was due there, and then Tatum and Brown are going to get the bags. So uh, it's hard. Again, you see what happened to Golden State. There's guys they couldn't hold on to. They would have been better with Payton and Porter if they were able to hold on to those guys. And they didn't go out and sign huge deals. But at some point, it's like I can't pay everybody a big league salary. I need some cheap.
2: Those guys. <laughs> I need hard. some
0: cheap guys on my team.
2: Yeah. I think the greater re- lesson from the Warriors is how hard it is to replace those guys with young guys, and that's where the Celtics are at. That's exactly have- it. They yeah. don't have picks. Uh, Hauser, you're seeing the limitations of him. I'm sure part of the idea of bringing him up and developing him was probably Grant insurance to some degree. You got to think Gallinari in that camp too. So this, it's hard. You develop a guy like this since 2020. Think of how far Grants come from that bubble where he's basically just kind of like a scrappy rebounder, defender, small ball five. Now he's this modern three and D guy. Took four years. If you're gonna let that go and restart with a young guy, you might be surprised by how it goes there. And uh, you know, you could always go out and re-sign or trade for somebody else in that spot and try to shuffle the deck a little bit. But it's it's tough. You know what you have, in Grant. I think that's why you keep him for the rest of the year. If he walks, he walks. And if you have a championship out of it, you'll you know give him that ring when he comes back and be be thrilled with the result here. So I'm not even I'm not considering trading him. I don't think there's a return that would make sense. Most
0: likely not. Um, that's the thing is like, <clears throat> what are you, what team, if you're, tra- if you're trading a guy like grant to a team, that team is contending and looking for a grant type player, which means they're not giving you anything of value in return. So that's the problem is I don't know that you can get it. You're only talking about rolling up like, pardon me, Bobby, rolling up grant, you like assets, you know, call grant an asset, a younger, more affordable guy that a team can ha- hang on to plus one of those guards who's a ready-made player plus picks up for um, you know somebody that another team doesn't want to hang on to or whatever. It's really hard. It's really hard to make something fit. It's less about the players and more about finding the right partners who need the right sorts of thing. The Celtics, the reason the Celtics can't trade is they're just not flush with assets and guys that they can't play and get rid of um, and try to roll them up into talent right now you know, they need everybody that they have and probably won't be able to trade them to other teams for that very reason. So um, we're hoping to welcome both Sherrod uh, Gerard and Josue. If you put them, I call them Gerard Um, onto the show. Um, So we're going to hang on a little bit and see if those guys can make it in the meantime. Yes, we are flush with sponsors. That's largely due to you guys for supporting them. So we do appreciate that, but we want to take a brief pause, tell you about rocket money. Um, terrific way to save a lot of money. And Bobby, I'm going to have a coughing fit. You want to, you want to fudge through this one a little?
2: Yeah, I love this app. This is, this is one I've always heard about. Uh, I think it was called true bill before, right? You had a lot of financial yep. t- management tools in there. see what's going in and out of your account. The big things, subscriptions, you sign up for them, you either forget about them over time, the money increases, things change, especially, you know, with inflation and all that, these prices are going up on these subscriptions. So you need your money more than ever. These these companies are trying to take more money than ever. And with this with this app, you're gonna be able to see what's coming in your account each month, what's coming out, especially when it comes to those subscriptions. And yeah, you could save hundreds in some cases by either unsubscribing, which you can do right in the app, uh, or you know just getting 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 smaller potential deals when you when you threaten to. Uh, um, unsubscribe which which happens in more cases than you think you'll you'll be happened surprised twice sometimes. to me yeah. and again
0: the thing that you get surprised by i signed up for something that was nine a month when i went to look at it it was i hadn't looked at it in a year or two it was 27 a month i had no idea i went to cancel and that's what over this. the year
2: hundreds hundred
0: that alone I mean, unbelievable what that saved me. And I went to cancel and they gave me uh, a year at $8 a month to keep me. So saved a ton of money on that one alone. It's $20 a month or, you know, over 12, that's hundreds on one subscriptions An insane amount of money. I know joke, Bobby, I saved like four or $500 by using this app. So again, check it out. And again, we ask you if you are going to use this and you do get a paid subscription, go to rocketmoneycom slash garden. And, um, you know that way they know we sent you as opposed to just straight up rocket money it's really important Um uh, and uh if you do do that like with everything else bang um you get <coughs> a um a free subscription bobby somebody's here can you let them in
2: doesn't look like he's ready yet but i will when i see him up oh, okay. there he is
0: once again i'm struggling a little bit with my
3: yep there it is with my computer what's up Sherrod? what's up guys what's going on nothing where's grant williams Grant is gallivanting on doing whatever Grant Williams does after a game when which he scores uh, you know, nine points, one three for twelve shooting, nine rebounds, six assists, three fouls.
0: But last time we were in Charlotte, um, there was He was right next to me. There was a Grant Williams party, and he was right there, (laughs) and he did make a little appearance uh, with Sherrod, and he came in and Jimmy was like, Hi, Grant, I love you.
2: I love no. Grant. We were actually, we were going to get Grant on the, uh, on the garden report over the summer after I hit the three there, just camp. And I wasn't getting a response. And I was like, what's going on? Like, I thought he was going to come on. And then a week later, the coach got suspended. So I was like, all right, I, I understand why he didn't. Come now on. We know. <laughs> well, hopefully at one point he will come on.
3: Had up. some pressing matters. Gerard,
0: yeah, yeah. take it in any direction you want. I'm not sure if you were talking to some people. You have any new info, anything about the game, but uh, anything on your mind right now?
3: No, I, I think the biggest thing, and you guys are, I'm pretty sure have hit on this, was just you know just the, the dominance and ease in which Tatum got what he wanted against the Charlotte defense. Uh, even when they defended him well in this game, he was still getting what he wants. And when he was close to the 50-point mark, I, I asked him about just how aware he was of being that close and he was very aware he talked about when they played Miami early this year when he had 49 and there were about 50 seconds left and he just kind of waved the guys off from getting in the ball hell no not tonight he got a he said he got a call from Jamal Crawford basically saying don't you get that damn close and not go for 50 because no one is going to remember time and score and so what did he
0: what did we not get really mad when Booker did it did everybody in? I world? did.
3: I, I did not get mad when Booker did it because Booker— I uh, did, yeah. Hell no. There, there are—listen, in this—in the NBA, there are certain milestones statistically that are—they just stand out from anything and everything else that you do. They, they're going to be the things that when people go down your resume, they're going to—more likely to not mention them or at least allude to you having those type of games. 49 and 50, see, there's only one point difference— but in the, yeah, this is totally different. I okay.
0: know the differences with the Booker. I don't need people saying it. I know it's not the same. It Booker I, absolutely. Booker was the chasing Booker doing it. Booker I ever chased that. it
3: for a freaking <laughs> for a quarter, a, a quarter and a half. It yeah. was
0: ridiculous. The Booker thing was on a
3: different level. It was because Booker. Yeah, I mean he was. Point but when, when the game is over,
0: right? The reason he didn't do it in Miami. Was the game was ridiculously obviously over. It's very poor taste to be hunting for that <coughs> milestone late. In this one, they went for it. I was actually surprised. It doesn't offend me. I just know unwritten rules sort no. of stuff that some people do it, some don't. It's I'm not sitting here saying, what a disgrace. I just know that some people find that stuff like okay, yeah. Uh, who who cares if the hornets file something away against you? That's not gonna come back and bite you in the ass. So You know, it's not like, oh, Charlotte's going to remember this next time. Who cares? Um, That's not the issue. But uh, some people just choose not to do it because they view it as disrespectful. Some people go for it.
3: Yeah, and I I had no issues with it at all because, again, the way this game was was going, I mean, remember, he had like 20 at the half. So for him to to finish with 50, it wasn't as if he had this barrage of points in the second half and was, you know, basically hunting down shots. Because remember, you, you look at his final stat line, he still wanted with 5 assists, uh 8 9 rebounds. It wasn't as if he was no, a ball hog. It so. was more natural. It yeah. everything
0: he got up until 51 was in the flow of the game. They went to him, he hit his buckets yeah. late and he's the one that put it away. Um the 50 the, the last 3 was the only superfluous uh one where yeah. they didn't really need it. They could have just run out the clock or whatever. Uh and he was like everyone was like, but I'll put it this way. I like theater. I like the moment. I would have been, I would have been given the circumstances of this one with that many Celtics fans in Charlotte and the fact that they knew it, the possession before. And as soon as that rebound came off the rim and the ball got in Tatum's hands, the entire arena knew what was happening. You kind of gotta answer that bell, yeah. right? And, and, you and if you're, thing, you're putting yeah. on a show at that point, yeah. and it is entertainment. I would have been hugely disappointed if he didn't go for it because the moment called for it. Well, the funny Your thing was after
3: Al after Al got the rebound, he looked over to Marcus, and Marcus was like, "No, you swing it to that dude on the other side." And and Al just kind of looked at Marcus, and he looked over at Tatum. Tatum, you got the ball. Finish up. Yep. They just, knew what they was doing. They knew what they like. Kind of sell. So, you know what. Go get it. Get your 50 piece. We're not going to win this game, regardless. That three points is not going to make or break our season. Uh, we're not going to get pissed. It is it was what it fun. is.
2: They needed it. They need. They had fun tonight, which they always, haven't yeah. always had in games like these. And it stems from Tatum. We talk about this all the time. They follow Tatum's lead. He, they do, and he played with urgency and worked hard to get good shots in this game, and everybody fell in line. So when this team struggles, I think we've seen enough. Forget the coach, forget Marcus, forget all these other guys down the line. Tatum's the leader on this team, and everybody's following his lead. So if he shows up and just rolls his eyes and sleepwalks through the first quarter, it's on him. And fortunately, in this first half, he set a great tone. They slipped a little bit out of halftime, and then they got right back on their horse and uh, rolled to another easy 120 against a bad team here. So this was a good taking care of business mini series. And Tatum did a great job playing without Brown. Uh, getting guys involved and taking control of these games offensively. He's, he's been that, in a great place lately.
3: And that was one of the things Tatum talked about post game about because I, I again I asked him about just you know whether this was a, a good almost like litmus test for a playoff type series that you're going to go through. And he talked about how you know they they lost both the games Orlando, they split when they did this with Miami, and they really wanted to come and play a team and win both of those games. And, and Charlotte that,
2: pushed them tonight. They did. Yeah.
3: Charlotte played a much better game tonight than they did in game one, I thought. I I thought there was a greater sense of urgency. They seemed to be a little bit more locked into details. But this is what happens when you're a better team. What the opponent does, if you play close to your potential, and they play close to their potential, as I thought Charlotte did, this is what happens. You lose by like 10, 15 points. Uh, And that's – so this – again, I I thought this was the kind of game that if they're going to have that kind of deep playoff run that they talk about, want to have. They're going to have to play with this type of F-type of approach.
2: Thirty-one point one points per game for Tatum now past the half. Wayne Murray. That's <laughs> this stuff. This stuff Dwayne Wade did and Kobe and Durant certainly. It's it's amazing seeing him get to this point. John, you've talked about him being able to score thirty, showing up. He's done it lately, and I mean, I
3: mean he rolled out of, too. yeah he rolled out of bed in the first half and had twenty. He yeah. wasn't, I mean, he, he wasn't a, even going hard. He was he just a, going.
0: He had a bad 31 point game um the night Jalen got hurt. Right. <laughs> that was yeah. that was that was not a great game. <laughs> he was on the whole, like he didn't play great that game at all. 31. <laughs> That's the difference. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Last last year, he could get taken out of some games. He had if you counted, you I do this exercise, go through box scores. Game by game. And there's more to a game than a box score. And we all watch them and we know there's quite a few of those games where his contributions probably were greater than what showed up. (laughs) But there's also probably some games where the box score looks a little juicy and they weren't as good as that. So they balance out. You can probably count 20-something games last year. And what did did they play only 72 last year? I
2: forget. No, last year was a normal one.
0: Last year was a normal slate. (laughs) You can count 22, 23 games that Tatum had awful overall performances where he didn't score high shot very shot very low percentage had had a bunch of turnovers just that's your best player almost miss not showing up for close close to a third of your games it's a big number that's not happening at all this year the duds are very few and far between and even the bad games (coughs) he muscles his way to 24 26 even on an off night and 31 the other night so and then as you guys said he just rolls out of bed, and you're like, "He's got 20? How, how's he got freaking 20?" Let's bring in Joe Sway, also in Charlotte, doing some work post game locker room. Anything uh, to report coming out of the post game, Joe Sway?
1: Just a lot of people giving Jason Tatum his flowers, and of course, rightfully so. And a lot of them saying the same things that they've been saying the last couple of days, or what Joe mazzula has been saying is that just his mature, like how he's how he's evolved as a, as a scorer and reading opposing and defenses, but also finding ways to get the team involved and the team. You got Jason Tatum, he, he doesn't get 51 without help from his guys, whether it was the give and goes, whether it was, you know, guys finding him, you know, the the, the backdoor cuts, you know, there wasn't a lot of ISO out there. So I, I felt like that's what made this one so impressive. And, of course, the fact that he did it against the same team after dropping 33 on them two nights ago. I, I just think it's impressive stuff like that. That in itself isn't easy, you know. But, yeah, Derek White saying the same thing, um, you know, that Joe Mazzula has been saying about that. And, and, and of course, um, Malcolm Brogdon and, and all these guys, you know, they're just, they're just impressed. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's shown throughout, it's pretty much since the new year, but Tatum's taking things to another level and I don't think he's going to cool down anytime soon. Yeah, my, my re- biggest, go ahead. I just want to know what
0: kind of music Josue is getting into there. It's Yo, mostly, <laughs> just,
1: <laughs> mostly country, but it's a, it's kind of blasting this
0: right now. Oh my goodness. It's a matinee. It's Charlotte. And there's, I'm sure there's family and kids and obviously, no, you know, this is like stuff.
1: some of their bigger sponsors doing like a company outing thing for sure. But yeah, pretty much the same thing. Seven
2: to 10 night for Tatum at the room. Yeah. He's, he gets it in different ways. And we compare it to two years ago, we never imagined him setting screens, cutting, rolling. This, this role game he has, where'd that come from? I feel like, if he did that once in 2021, we would have did a whole show on it. Now he does yeah. it every night. Uh, he's just so
3: active off the ball you know what it is bobby i think he he, again as he gets older and more mature he's understanding that if you want to be one of the great ones you three trick pony you've got to find multitude of ways to impact the game as a score uh whether it's knocking down threes the mid-range driving to the rim uh rolling to the basket doing things that forces that forces defense to have to expand their game plan to try and stop you tatum at This point is one of the toughest guys, the ability to score in a multitude of ways. And he's only adding to that playbook. One of the things he's doing this year that I I don't believe he's done nearly as much in the past as he's doing now is finishing at the rim with his left. I mean, he's I mean that before it was. Yeah. The righty. It was a righty
0: scoop. without without playing through contact falling away from the basket and so many of those would result in him falling out of the play and then not getting back on d how many of those in tight misses would he get just like that where he wouldn't but you're right finishing left going left finishing left teams were forcing him heavy 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 that way um finishing through contact finishing stronger
3: yeah and he's, because he's got a good handle, you you have to respect him straight up. You can't lean left or right. And that's where he's got you. Because at that point, he knows I just gotta give you a hizzy, a fake, whatever, to get to where I want to get to, and I can fish with either hand. And that again, when you got a guy who can finish with either hand and he can shoot the mid-range and he can shoot threes from the corner wing. I mean, and he makes his free throws tonight. He was what, 14 for 14? He this is what this is if you want to be in the conversation. As an MVP candidate, you have to do these type of things. You have to show that you are having a special kind of season. Your team is having a special kind of season. And Tatum is putting himself and the Celtics on that path with his play. And one thing, I, I mentioned it earlier in the show, one thing I love, and you saw a few of them tonight,
0: is catching the ball in the low block or the post, um, in, you know, in a little in that and immediately attacking before anybody has a chance to come over there. And that's where I love where he'll pass and get to a better spot. When he does that, it's almost it's an automatic bucket. The worst, not the worst, the least effective Tatum is the is the hold the ball top of the key, everybody standing around, you know, and just waiting and the defense knowing that you're coming. And that can
2: happen late in games. And that happens.
0: And you've had the offensive slowdown some games, actually around the three, four minute mark. I was afraid it was going to happen to them here. It just didn't matter because he hit those pull-up threes late in the game um, that sometimes he misses. But that's the one that is easier to defend. Teams would rather see him coming, be able to set, be able to send the double, and just have everybody standing with no movement in the corner. When he's moving or when he's catching the ball different places or when he caught it a couple times down low, friggin' lights out, man. I I mean – but by the time he gets it and goes, there's just – you're already dead at that point. Uh, and, and So that's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah. And I, and just, I,
2: Go ahead, Bobby. I was going to say I like the chatter here saying that I, I definitely think this is the case too. I haven't talked to him about it, but he definitely pulled from Curry being in a full finals with him. It makes a lot of sense. It's a lot of the similar stuff that Curry does, and it's what made Curry great compared to some of the other guys who want to line up guys one-on-one and play isolation all game.
0: Make them, yeah. make you give you, make them make, you know, you, you know, g- give you the ball there. Like you, if you work and you get to a better position, like we've all played shitty pickup ball. It's just capitulation when you just give it to the ball at the top of the key and everybody gets out of the way and you're like, all right, I guess go to work. <laughs> you know like, that's, that's, you're like, I give up on this possession. You go, you go do everything. But when a guy's flashing and moving and you're like, oh, right there's good. Get me the ball, ball, ball. You know, like that's what you want to get it. and. You know when he is working to get to those spots and moving around there it, it's just so much better just the whole offense it, off ball movement good you, you know is standing around and letting one guy cook bad you know it's oh. so clear even when it's tatum you know you just you'd rather see the movement you'd rather see a way to get him the ball somewhere right.
1: else well, we saw so much of that remember like two years ago or even in the bubble and it was like man it was great when it worked, but when he was ice cold, he wasn't doing the team any favors, right? He's not getting other guys going; they can't help him. The the you go, then I go thing with Jalen. I mean, it was just getting out of those habits took a while, and seeing them just evolve. I mean, obviously Jalen's not in this one, but Tatum as well. I mean, again, it's a it's a testament to what this team has been
3: doing to to not only help Tatum get going, but it's the same thing vice versa, you know? Well, they're they're at a point now where I think that when you have Tatum and when you and Brown, I think to a lesser degree. Uh, When they're on the floor, it's not about hunting matchups. It's about hunting spots on the floor. That's where they're at now, getting to the spots where they can be most impactful. And dealing with a guy like Jason Tatum, when he's setting down screens, when he's running along the baseline, when he's popping out to the corner, when he's popping up top of the key with the ball in hand, looking to do something, all that movement just absolutely puts a tremendous amount of stress on a team defensively over the course of the game. And it's going to inevitably lead to him getting easy wide open, lightly contested shots because he's going to make the defense as a group work so damn hard. You know, I thought Charlotte, they did a good job, I thought, of just trying to throw him off with with double teams and blitzes and things like that. And Tatum handled all of that with absolutely uh, flawless perfection. When they blitzed, he got rid of it quickly. When they tilted, he waited just long enough to see what they were going to do. And if they didn't do anything, he just attacked the matchup, which more times than not, he had the advantage of, even when they did a good job defensively, because I thought the Daniels kid, uh, Daniels, I thought he had, had a, a number of possessions where I thought he was exactly where he are supposed to be defensively. Tatum he still guarded made those Tatum, shots. Tough. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, and Tatum still made those shots. And, 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 you know, Tatum talked a little bit about that in the post game about how, you know, you know, he, he liked his competitive. he liked his toughness. And, At- and I think,
2: that performance Tatum, caught my
3: eye, Sherrod. If we're being honest, and that's what, that's what your great players are supposed to do. You're supposed to see those matchups, see those competitions, make the most of them. But at the same time, again, you're not hunting to get that guy off of you. You're just simply hunting for your spots on the floor. You're not allowing that defense to dictate how you're going to play. You are going to play your way, get to where you need to get to, regardless of what they're
2: doing. Jalen McDaniels was tough on him, second quarter especially. Voice and turnovers, a few there playing around the screens, uh, fronting Tatum with great size. He's six nine. I, I didn't realize that. I know his brother's great Minnesota, but mm-hmm. he's this this guy's sort of floated under the radar. I know was, this is classic Sherrod, Just oh, I saw this guy play good tonight. Let's I'd love the Celtics to get him, but I, no. I'd, I'd, I'd keep an eye on him. One point nine
3: million. I don't know if he caught there. What I incentive I- would Charlotte hey, possibly have? Done, to move, that's man.
1: exactly what I was about to what say. There's, ince- I mean, that go, man.
3: there's no way in, in hell they're going to let him go unless you're talking about you want to trade him for Tatum? Okay. <laughs> want to trade him for Jalen? Okay. It, it's not going Jalen McDaniels, it, t- to me, he's a guy that is He's just too valuable to keep around that he would be to move. It just doesn't like, make sense.
0: It's like trading Mo Brown. You just don't do that, right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Mo Brown reference. Wow.
0: Well, cause Sherrod and I were like, why would you trade a cheap seven trade foot Mo two Brown? guy?
3: Why
0: <laughs> you, why would you give him away? He's so, he's a cheap seven footer under contract. And now you want Chuck Richardson back. <laughs> I want him back. I want Mo Brown. I, I think we could do Mo Brown. Right. Um, any other thoughts from this game? If not, let's move on to Golden State. Um, yeah. Um, and, and uh, give a quick little preview here. And we got a nice little, uh, nice little break. I can get the pipes back in order here. Um
2: mm-hmm. We should have, have know, some practices this bat- week though. Battling a little cold practice Tuesday, we, Celtics
0: Wednesday. We'll get a chance to talk to those guys. I think we might even do a Twitter spaces on Wednesday as a Golden State preview. For those of you guys out there, Ooh, follow us at Celtic, <laughs> follow us, Celtics ClnS. We'll send out a notification. But I think we might do an evening spaces where we get to chat with you guys, which we love doing. We don't get to do often enough. We used to do it a ton. Um, so look forward for that notification. But um, Golden State is has everybody right now and the Celtics I think will still be without Jalen Brown so this is a bummer week week to two you really want the revenge tour to begin tonight I mean on Thursday night Um, so you would love to have Jalen back there and you'd love to go full tilt and we know Golden State completely different team um, home and away but most often the Celtics I really think they need to exercise this demon
3: yeah I would agree I would agree. I I think that, you know, it's there's certain teams that you really need to get them out of your heads. Uh, And and the best way to do that is to beat them on your own floor. And, you know, the Celtics come into this game with momentum, um, but you've got a lot of different role players who are stepping up and making the most of their opportunities. We saw Malcolm Brogdon play what we all, I think, should feel like our Malcolm Brogdon, like minutes, you know, where he played 30 plus minutes and had 30 points uh, tonight. Malcolm played just over 27, which again, I'm cool with high twenties, low thirties uh, for Malcolm at this point in the season, because again, I think he can be a very impactful player in that amount of time, but if he's playing like barely 20 minutes, that's not enough for a guy that can be such a difference maker. Like he can, uh, I'm curious to see how Rob Williams plays against Golden State because I think because these last couple of games and again you guys check me on this if, if I'm if you think I'm wrong but it felt as though they were making a more conscious effort to find ways to get Rob the ball offensively
0: but he won't do anything with it
3: I like know.
0: twice keeps, in the, keeps, twice in the first quarter it. one resulting in a turnover um you know, where he caught it in a position where he should have squared or turned or done something and he just fired it right back, I think off of Derek White's head for a turnover and another one down low where he has to just dribble it up with it. Little baby hook. These are bunnies for him. Like they're giving it to him there for a reason and he's not doing anything with it. He's not even thinking about shooting. And I am curious what happened. I'm curious if somebody grabs him and kind of shakes him and says, and right. Bobby pointed a time where Marcus said, "Like, dude, go up with that. He's got to. Mm-hmm. He's got to start to go up with some of those balls when he get when he catches it, down, uh, uh, you know, deep."
3: Yeah, I mean, he's too good a finisher at the rim. Plays way too exceptional above the rim to not take advantage of that. Particularly when you're dealing with teams that can't jump with you. And he's quick I, as hell. He's Quick as hell. If you know. he
0: upfakes once and puts it down, he's just gonna dunk a hundred times. If he catches on that low block. You're not talking about bodying a big and working for position to get a hook shot. Just go, man. He's so athletic. He can get a wide open shot there if he wants with just the teeniest bit of movement. He's too athletic for guys to cover down there. He gets it with only one guy on him. Get up with that
2: ball. By the way, you're right, Sherrod. 27 touches this season for him a game. He's up to 33 during this win streak. I don't have the numbers on today, but it felt like he had quite a few more again. Yeah. yeah and, they're,
3: and they're not just coming on him, grabbing an offensive rebound or in things like that. It's it, actually they're throwing him the rock and just kind of almost spacing out. And he typically kicks it back out to whoever's on the way. Yeah. Um, and but again, I it's encouraging that they're even throwing him the ball because that, that to me, that's moving the mile marker in the right direction. Next step for him is to do something when he has the ball other than pass it out. Yeah. So.
0: I would like you guys, you know, those guys in and around the team, particularly if this practice, that'd be something I'd be interested in you guys asking Joe about. Um, Just kind of like trying to get Rob more involved offensively in things that don't just uh, revolve around um, catching lobs um, or dumping it off down low on a drive and, you know, drive and dish sort of scenario when he's completely uncontested. Obviously, he knows how to dunk with zero people on him and how to go up and over people, but there's got to be more to his game at this point where they, would entrust him with which is yeah man even it it's still high percentage like yeah maybe you won't be shooting 84 percent if you actually do shoot with a defender near you but he's still going to drop a few I mean it's still a really good offensive opportunity that I think they're passing up when he's kicking it way too quickly to people who aren't in his good position to score
3: yeah I mean so that's it it. yeah he's I mean he just bottom line he's just got to make better use of the opportunities he gets (laughs) offensively it's that yeah. simple. because passers are too. good at least.
2: At least when he's throwing out of the middle, he's finding guys. It's, they're good looks, The
3: vision's crazy. But he's always been able to do that, though. And yeah. I, to me, it's about like advancing yourself and advancing the team. You've been doing since you were a rookie. Give me something more. And it's not even a question of whether he has the ability, because what we're talking about are things that are literally strengths of his. The ability to get off the ground quickly uh touch around the rim those are things that he has statistically and if you take the eye test you know are very much in his wheelhouse
0: And, and a couple things he does better than i think people give credit for and we're not talking about like you know you know consistently trying to take guys off the dribble he does not have a bad handle he can put the ball on the floor and he can and he does not have an ugly looking shot as is as you can see with his free throws uh it's Uh, you know, uh, there was a point in time where it looked like he might start working on that 10, 12, 14 footer. And he's just, he's, it won't even. We've talked about it, John. (laughs) It doesn't even cross his mind now.
2: His mindset's complimentary. He doesn't want to do too much. I think he feels like he's out there to help and support. But it would be better
0: for them if he did, because right now, nobody is counting on it. You don't have to put any sort of pressure on Rob when he gets the ball. Um, And it's just, if you create another avenue for offense on this team that some that other teams have to worry about and game plan against or just kind of be cognizant of, it just frees everybody else up to do more stuff. When he's out there, it is pressure on the defense because of the lob threat at all times that they have to worry about. But that's it. And teammates are going to stop giving it to him because there are some times where like he's getting the ball with the idea that like now you shoot and he doesn't, and it's like that. Well. I'm not going to give it to you next time. If you're not going to take advantage of that opportunity, because this was the pass that was supposed to result in a shot. And we're kind of right back where we started trying to cycle through our offense, figuring out what we're going to do next.
2: Well, he's still, th- he's still looking great in spite of all of this. I'm thrilled that he's going to totally. be there in full form against the Warriors. And we've talked about minutes 27 again in this his, one. He's he looked less winded 30. with his
0: 27 today. He's starting to, you can tell he's playing his way into shape.
2: Yeah. And he was so limited in the finals, and he still had such a major impact. Uh, I'm thrilled to see what he's going to look like. Sherrod, to your point, I don't think Horford was out there last time either. No Wiggins in that game. So this is this is going to be, with two days off for both these teams, uh, this is going to be finals level play in this game, I think. We know how the Warriors turned up for that last game after a losing streak coming in, and the Celtics, I think, are going to, load up for this game i wouldn't be stunned if jalen really pushes to get out there for thursday the, this is going to be a big big game you don't get a lot of these in the regular season anymore i maybe i'll be wrong but i i think everybody's going to be out there and everybody's going to be playing at a high high level trying to take this one
3: yeah the only thing i worry about in a game like this is, is uh some guys trying to do too much um, yeah and I, I think sp- I, and I think specifically of tatum because you know tatum took a lot, of, a lot of heat for how he played last night. Last. And that's what comes with being one of the best players on your team. Uh, you, you're you going to bear the brunt of criticism when things don't go well. Uh, Tatum knows that. I mean, you know, celebrating his, his son's birthday party got him, you know, heat from fans. And and, and again, he embraces that reality. Uh, but at the same time, he doesn't let it consume him. And and, I, and that's, to me, that's going to be the critical part of this game is how does Tatum handle the pressure that's going to come with being such a focal point of a really good championship proven team like Golden State didn't do so well in the finals, uh, didn't do well early this season. Can he get past that mental hurdle? Because I do think this it's a bit of a hurdle that he has to get past and get through with this Golden State team for him to truly emerge as the guy that's going to lead a team to a title, you've got to get rid of your demons uh, before you can get to heaven. When it comes to this basketball game,
1: right? And I feel like that was the the, the thing that we were looking forward to the most. And sorry, have a break Good with me, guys. Job. i got the most obnoxious PA guy doing this that thing, is but <laughs> kill like the- <laughs> Slay. On to get that but I think this this one's more about the Celtics team as a whole. You know, like this this team is deeper than they were like, even a couple of months ago, right? Guys like Malcolm Brod, the they can get, they get going, game, Derek White. I mean, I think that's like players. sure you want to see Tatum have a big game, but I don't think this is one of those games where it's just going to be like Tatum versus Curry, right? I think this is about more about the Celtics team as a whole being a much more being way better than they were a couple of months ago when they first met up in the, in the season. Come on, Joe Sway, be a pro. Get the through that. The best
0: thing about this is Joe Sway's audio is perfect tonight.
2: Perfect. <laughs> First time No
0: popcorn popping Nothing. no popcorn. Perfect. Just perfect. And this friggin' asshole is just over the top just messing with his mojo. These Dude,
1: post-game things drive off. me crazy. Getting get on that mic. I was just like between
2: your legs.
1: Can't the festivities end when the game ends? <laughs> And, and they're blasting, out,
3: so they're blasting state. The like, he's doing this over state.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, no, excuse me. it's Dave Matthews. Now it's
0: Dave Matthews. Jeez. Oh. oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, we are going to wrap it. Um, uh, just way and Sherrod, as we said, they're on the road, they still got some work to do, so we'll kind of uh go. But I agree on the Tatum front, um, and the Celtics front. We saw that you know, everyone tried, you know. After that Golden State game, it, it was it really exposed some things that we thought yeah. didn't still exist with this team, and they did slip into a lot of their worst tendencies for about 15 games after that, where we saw things pop up frequently we'd never seen before, and it br- kind of brought it out in them. Um, Golden State, it was a
2: weird night, it was made weird the
0: night Celtics in the finals, made the Celtics play their worst um, for those last three games, and then they did it again to them. Um, this season, and it's the only team that stu- that that had done that to that point, and I think it stuck with them. So I do think they got to get past this. They got to feel good about it, um, and um, I, th- I know the fans love it because you know this is this. Uh, it's going to be an awesome atmosphere. So I'm jealous for all you I guys could, will be there. Yeah,
2: I could see the Celtics really unloading on them in that game. Uh, I could the way they've played lately and given what happened last time and. Just with how they figured it out since then, other ways to score, other ways to get guys involved, the big men being available, as I talked about, I think that's a problem for Golden State. Uh, this, I think the Celtics and... Golden states road troubles as well that we've yep. seen four wins on the road i think the celtic's are going to come out and win this game in fact this could yeah. be
0: this could be like a 50 point game and golden state will just yeah. kind of write it off and then whatever but um <laughs> quick quick uh quick ones through again we want to just give a shout out once again to our sponsors hello fresh for all you guys who love meatloaf fish or just good food in general restaurant quality food <laughs> Farm fresh ingredients delivered right to your doorstep. It simple, easy menu card that puts it together. Gourmet meals at home without all the fuss and muss of going shopping. Go to hellofresh.com garden 21. Use the code garden 21 for 21 free meals, athletic greens, baby, go get yourself some of that <laughs> supplement to start your day with. Um, Go to athleticgreens.com garden-free one-year supply vitamin D5 free travel packs. Again, 75 vitamins, minerals, gives you everything that you need to get your day started right and get your health back on track. So time to reclaim your health right now with Athletic Greens. And while you're getting healthy, why not save a little bit of money along the way? Go to rocketmoney, rocketmoney.com garden. Save hundreds, hundreds of dollars, cancel unnecessary subscriptions right now. You support any of our sponsors on The Garden Report. Number one, we'll love you. Number two, we will send you a phenomenal T-shirt. And all you have to do is fill out the form. It's attached to our show description. Make sure you do that. Of course, follow all of us here on Twitter or follow Celtic CLNS, uh, both on Twitter and on YouTube. Um, And uh, that way you'll be notified every time we do anything. If you follow our YouTube channels, hit that little bell. You'll be notified every time we go live or a new video posts. (laughs) <laughs> and you can check out Joe Sway's post-game reports out of Charlotte here as he is covering the team as well as of our fleet of Celtics podcasts. And we have uh too many to mention right now. Guys, final thoughts before we wrap it. Bring on the Warriors. Bring it on.
1: Let's go. Let's
2: I can't go. wait. Absolutely. Fun.
1: Send a message. All right. Get the get the uh get the beat up the beat up the bully, all right? Been bullying you guys around. This is your chance <laughs> to fight back, Celtics. I'll yep. send a message out, real quick guys shout out to uh, to, to Logan and uh, I forget his girlfriend name but and, and buckets. <laughs> big fans is of her the name show. buckets is her name buckets <laughs> big fans of the show we appreciate you uh, a couple of the fans as well man we appreciate you guys uh, stopping yeah. Sherrod and I today or, today and last game as well
0: good to know Sh- Josue, I love it um Bobby anything?
2: Nope, all good. I got it in.
0: Uh, <laughs> Bobby, let let's finish it with that. Bobby, let's have the PA announcer walk us talk us out.
2: All right. right. <laughs> What's he saying?
3: What's he got? What's he got, Josue? No? Oh now he wants to mute. Now he wants to be quiet. Dogs ah, bark. Too,
1: too bad. Too <laughs> bad. What's up?
0: All right. Thanks for guys for hanging out, uh, here on this Martin Luther K matinee. We do appreciate it. I know some of you guys are at work. Some people, you might catch it on the repeat. You can always, of course, uh, catch the, uh, audio version of the garden report. If you don't get a chance to watch it all, you can just watch it back on YouTube or if you're driving, you want to listen to it. uh, It's available where all podcasts are available. uh, iTunes, Spotify, what have you. So check it out there as well. We will see you guys on Thursday. Uh, Look for us for uh, Twitter spaces on Wednesday. Good night. all.